I mean, Instagram and TikTok and everything. Like, I, it's no secret now. Like, cat's out of the bag. I mean, this is literally the most pushed form of content. Uh, actually, I heard recently that online videos will account for more than 82% of all consumer internet traffic by 2022. So even a year wow. from now, yeah. it'll account for 82% of all internet traffic. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Hey y'all, today I have Brady Clayton on the podcast with me and we are talking all about why you should be using video in your business and some easy ways to do so. Brady and I had a great time and we laugh a lot, so um, let's get into it. So welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Uh, today, I have Brady Clayton with me. We are talking all things video. Uh, we're talking about how you can use video for your business, for marketing, for growing community, um, just all the different things. And if video intimidates you, which it totally did uh, me as well, uh, this is definitely the show, uh, the episode for you. Uh, but yeah, Brady. Welcome. How are you doing? Thanks, dude. I'm doing great. I've been so excited to be on your show for so long now, and I'm Yay. excited that it's finally happening. I'm I pumped. know. Me too. I'm so I'm, I'm very excited for today. It's going to be great. It's going to be yes. Yeah. I mean, we're already off to a great start. With that, I know. Yeah. You know? I was, so, I was say, if this is can only go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> if this is anything like our uh, our pre-show conversation <laughs> has been, this is going to be so good. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. Oh, I'm like, I've been laughing so much that I'm turning red a little bit. So uh, <laughs> I apologize I mean, for those watching live on Facebook right now. I'm a lobster right um, now. So yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, so let everyone know where are you from? Where are you based? What do you do? All where I'm from, where I'm based. So I am based uh, in McKinney, Texas, which for those unaware of geography. One was voted in 2014 as the number one place to live in America. Small shout out to my town. Nice. Uh, and it is just 45 minutes north of Dallas, Texas, which John, you were in, in 2019. I was, yes. Yeah. Five late. years after McKinney was voted best. <laughs> you were five years too late. I, mean, I know. Yeah. If I had just gotten up there earlier. <laughs> we're still the best. We're still the best. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm based out of Dallas, Texas, roughly. And then um, I've been doing video now full time for about four years and started kind of had a, had a kind of a crazy journey. But in a short term, you know, I grew up, you know, making fun little videos on my camcorder as a kid. Never really thought that I would actually turn it into a job. I actually pursued politics full time when I got out of college. And then I got fired from that job and then worked at a van dealership for like eight months. And I was like, what the frick am I doing with my life? Like, I just had no sense of purpose. And so I was like, what if I just kind of retooled whatever I loved doing as a kid, which was just making fun home videos 
and tried to work it as a business. And so it started off on a tripod and a little Canon 5D Mark III, which is possibly the worst video camera ever. Um, <laughs> and uh, and just and it went from there. And four years later, I you know I I I shoot branding videos, telling people's full stories in about two to two and a half minutes totally cultivated and kind of curated just for social media use and telling a full story kind of in that little range. So nice. love telling stories, love empowering other people to not be intimidated by video and just really sharing the full impact that video can have in their business. So that's really cool. What do you remember like as a kid, what your, what your video camera was? Oh. Like, were you shooting like film super eight type stuff? No, I know we're, wasn't. we're not quite, quite that old to like have those, but like I had a film camera as a kid really? because it was, really? it was just like my parents and it was around. Same. Um, but okay. It, it was my parents and it was around and yeah. it was a VHS camcorder. Oh, so it had like the little like VHS tapes, the little mini VHS the thing. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And you would like, you know, shadow or whatever. And then we had, we had like neighbors who had like really rabid, like mastiff dogs. And so, uh, you know, we couldn't really shoot very much around like outside of the house. So I would go with my camcorder and my BB gun to go shoot a scene like with my siblings <laughs> so that I could just nail the dogs if I ever got attacked. So, yes. you know, it was, it was really living risky. It was really living on the edge there yes. eight years old with the camcorder oh, yeah. and the red rider. You know, that yeah. was the beginning of my filmmaking career. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be like a really good backstory, like a uh, bio piece or something. Just little kid, the red rider, little BB gun. <laughs> and that's like such like Christmas story vibes, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've seen this before, but yeah, it is very Christmas story vibes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. it. What started as a VHS camcorder and a Red Rider has now grown to something not involving either of those two. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, we, we still have the video, but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, so you said you've been doing video for like as a, as a job, as a career for roughly about four years or so. Yeah. Um, what did you start with branding? Was that like what you wanted to get into or I, I started political ads um, <laughs> coming from your past, <laughs> my past, my, Oh, my past. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually never made a political ad. I don't think ever. Um, there, uh, I actually started in weddings, which most videographers do. It's a very stable stream of income because people mm. get married all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I started videos. and they do want big good <laughs> videos. Uh, so I started in weddings and I also started a lot in real estate. That was probably the first thing that I did because that's another very consistent stream of income for videographers. People need yeah. property tours, home tours, you know, uh, you know, if there's like large apartment complexes that need, I mean, there's just a very large demand for video there, mm-hmm. realtor marketing, all that. So I was just doing a bunch of real estate and a bunch of weddings and then uh, as time went on, this might be unique just to me because some videographers love weddings, but I was getting so burned out on weddings because as a videographer, it just seemed like it was a template. I, I didn't fall in love with the, how can I make the, you know, 
the first look and the ceremony and the reception look different every single video and sharing their individual story. It just wasn't something that like made me creatively come alive as a videographer. I needed variety. And oh, yeah. not to drop the Enneagram, because I'm definitely not one of those people, but like <laughs> as an Enneagram seven, you know, I just need variety all the time. I just oh, need yeah. something to mix it up. So mm-hmm. weddings wasn't really doing it for me. And I was just kind of like, man, I just need to do something else. Right. So I started transitioning into branding videos, which was telling a full story um, in two minutes or less. And that was really, you know, a couple of years ago was really when like the the demand started to peak for influencers or personal brands that were either launching a product or a membership or getting their followers excited about something needed short form, full fledged video that really showed off their story in a really cool, attractive way to their followers. And there was so much variety in it. And so I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I can't wait to take, you know, cause the industry was so different. The products were always so different. The people, like all of it, it was every single project wasn't the same. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so I just eventually started to phase out of weddings and got into branding videos that really told people's stories in two minutes or less. So, and that's nice. honestly the majority of what I do, uh, now occasionally I'll do some corporate work, um, that's less branding video related, but for the most mm. part, it's very personal brands that I work with. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. And like you mentioned that about like feeling that weddings were just like a template and just the same over and over again. There are so many, uh, I mean, I mostly, uh, talk to photographers and like mentees and stuff about where they want to go in photography and with weddings, you have to love weddings to do weddings. Yeah. Cause if you don't love weddings, you're going to get burnt out. Like for sure they're, they're good. Like you can, you can charge a good amount of money. You only have to work like certain weekends and everything, but it is very much the same at every wedding. And you either have to like up your creativity, like, okay, how am I, I've shot at this venue like five times this year already. And they want to do a first look in front of these barn doors that everyone does their first look in front of. How can I make this different? Um, so yeah, it's, it definitely takes a lot. And if you don't, if you're not like fueled by weddings, which for some reason I'm fueled by weddings, I I love it. I really enjoy it. Like I started off at one venue and I shot at that one venue probably 10 times before I did a wedding at another place. Wow. And every single time I was like, Ooh, I want to try this new thing. And I've never done a photo shoot over by this playground for the kids. Let's go do that. And wow. uh, yeah. So, so if you're, if you're also not really feeling weddings, like put your feelers out there for other things and, and maybe you'll get into some branding video or branding photos or whatever and yeah. find, find your thing that really makes you just like it gives you that spark for life. Uh, cause yeah. I do feel like you, like I've seen uh, a few of your, your videos from like early, early on. Cause I think I'm trying to remember when I f- was first introduced to you. I think it was through, um, Evie and Lindsay, uh, with okay. the, the heart university back, uh, like the first, the first time one. that you worked. Yeah. <laughs> the first one back there. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? Wait, he's in Texas too. Okay, cool. And like, I looked at a couple of your other videos of like, uh, like cars or something. Um, and, and for sure, I mean, those aren't bad or anything, but like for sure your branding videos are like 
that I can tell that that's your, yeah. your spark, your fire yeah. that like you get excited about those. Um, I get stories so just, <laughs> it shows that you're so excited all the behind the scenes. I'm like, man, I want to work with you. That would be so fun. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just to, just to hang out and work together. Yeah. <laughs> I really do come alive, dude. I, I just, Oh, I mean, cause and, you know, whenever our inquiries come in, you know, I, I obviously get more excited about some than others, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, man, like I already have ideas popping off on this one. Whereas another one's like, oh, this is going to be kind of tough, you know? <laughs> um, so it, it really, the variety just brings so much fulfillment, honestly, and joy yeah. uh, to my life. So that's great. That's cool. Yeah. Do you, I, I know this is kind of uh, a little off topic than what we were going to talk about, but, um, but like the, the, the whole, I, let me start over. I've tried my hand at video. Um, one, my hands are a little bit shaky, so not the best hands for video. Um, and, and also like, I couldn't think through a timeline before like shooting, shooting photos. I can arrange those photos later Um, to tell the best story, but like for video, do you come into a shoot with a timeline of like, I'm going to do this, it's going to be panning this way. And then I'm going to do this transition into this, like that kind of, of, uh, I don't know, structure, or are you just yeah. like see to your pants, just, I'm going to do everything, whatever. I'll put it together later. <laughs> it's a mixture of both, honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because there are some projects that I'm working on that I have a lot more firm grasp of what needs to happen than others. Um, mm. and so when in doubt, I overshoot, like I just shoot so much and it actually kind of sucks because like when I go into the editing process, so much good stuff, like never makes it on the, like oh, the editing yeah. floor. Uh uh Um, and then I'm like, well, what did I do? Just busting my butt over like all of these gigabytes of footage that I just never saw the light of day. Um, but for the most part, like in the consultation process that I do with the client, like we do have a very, uh, we have the script totally finalized. We know exactly what they're saying. We know the messaging and then we do have a shot list. So we've got locations and then I normally have transitions in my head that, take us from one location to the next location. So for the most part, all of them are very much like structured out, but while you're actually on set and you're actually shooting, sometimes I can be like, man, like going to refresher on the shot list. Like, okay, how do, how do we do this again? Like, you know, Uh um, there's definitely a lot of spontaneity that also happens, which I think is great because then I I hate storyboards. I hate kind of, you know, trying to confine yourself into this like very rigid structure, you know, Mm. I think that on the fly, Hey, let's do this instead. It results in such a better product at the end of the day. So it's kind of a mixture of both. It's 50, 50. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like you have that structure, but then you're not afraid to like improvise. To deviate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which totally, I mean, for like some of my favorite movies, the way that they, uh, like, I love finding what lines were improvised by the actors and I'm like, what that wasn't in the script. That's so good. Like, yeah, that's why they're such a great actor. And, and because the director was like, we're going to go with that. I'm going to allow you to just improvise. Like we have a structure, you know, where the scene begins and ends, but 
you just, you just go for it. Uh, so I love that. I think, I think that's great. And it, and that's a great way to like still include that creativity. Um, cause if you are very type a, like, this is what it's going to be. I wrote out this whole timeline and we're not going to deviate from this no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the wedding industry, I've worked with some coordinators that are very much that way. And I'm like, we have to be flexible. It's <laughs> like, there's so many moving parts that are not going to line up exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Deviate. yeah. Okay. So I like, I like this question. Um, I've, I've been asking this a little bit more recently because, um, I'm just curious uh, what other people find that like that aha moment in your business mm. or, or even just like your personal life that uh, that changed everything or at least yeah. just kind of change things like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is different now, now that I know this thing or now that I was given this advice, do yeah. you have, um, a moment or advice or something like that, that has really changed your yes, business. Totally. I would say, uh, take risk. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, calculated risk. Don't throw yourself at the wall with like absolutely no holds bar. You know, you have no fallout, you have no parachute, but, uh, actually when I first started in video, this was in between working at a van dealership and kind of trying to start up my own thing with my little five D Mark three. Uh, there was an opportunity that came up. We saw it on like a Facebook ad or something. And it was this tourism company in Mexico called Cancun.com. And they were rolling out this big global contest to basically the reward was you could win a job for six months, creating video for them in Cancun. Right. It it sounded like the dream gig. Right. Yeah. That sounds amazing. (laughs) So it was a video contest where you had to make a video about your small town and then submit it to this organization. Right. So I was like, you know, I got forwarded to me a couple of times. People were like, you should totally do this, whatever. And I was like, I don't know. And so I, I had a moment where I was like, okay, the, the payout on this could be absolutely nothing. I bust my butt over trying to make an amazing video and I get nothing out of it. What do I have to lose? Like, let me just take a risk and go for it. And so over the next week, my wife and I, we filmed this whole downtown sequence. We interviewed local business owners. We did the whole thing. I edited for like four days. I mean, I worked my butt off on this video, right? And we ended up making the top 100 out of 6,000 from 120 countries, right? We were way up there. The video went viral on Facebook. It was shown uh, at the front of the McKinney Downtown Visitor Center 24 hours on like their big TV. Like everyone was like, this is the coolest representation of McKinney we've ever seen. And I ended up, we lost, right? Like we didn't, we didn't win the contest, right? And it actually ended up being a whole scam where like the company had already made a deal with someone at the beginning to win and like all this crap, right? Yeah. And so I was like, uh, we, we, we lost the contest, but because I decided to do that thing and because the video was received so well in McKinney, it placed me in contact with all of these like influencers and major people that were in the Dallas area that saw it on Facebook, future clients that were like, Oh my gosh, this video looks awesome. Can I hire you? Et cetera. So that was a major formulative moment because I was like, okay, there's no way, like, we're not going to win this thing. 
And it actually ended up putting me in connection with all of these different people just because I tried and I put myself out there. Like I had nothing to lose and I also had nothing to win. Right. Um, and so scam, so it was a scam, (laughs) (laughs) but even through a scam, that was like the domino that when flicks like that is what started all of these amazing relationships. I, I ended up meeting a guy who, uh, my wife and I like traveled to Iceland with them like the next year, like through the contest, like all of these friends that came out through the woodworking clients just from that little fun, scammy Cancun video. That's, that's <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was funny because like it, it was a huge message to me at the moment. I was like, hey, don't be afraid to like step outside of your comfort zone. Maybe come up with new business ideas, you know, step out, like be calculated, but just go for it and just do it. And it has always been rewarding once I take that risk and I just go out there and I, and I get it done. Yeah. Oh man. That is, it's such a good, good message of like, don't be afraid of the failure. Yes. It is okay to get out there and not win the whole Cancun trip. Yeah. it's that's okay but like you put yourself out there and it's okay to fail at a business i had two three other businesses before i started this one all of those failed or one i got bored at and ended up selling but i mean in a way it failed because i just wasn't into it but um but like you get yourself out there and if you put yourself out there like it's not failure if it doesn't work out because you still did it and and then it could show you a different place of like, Hey, maybe Cancun isn't right for you, but Hey, Iceland next year is where you're going to be. And I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cancun and Iceland. Like I will take Iceland any day. There's, there's no contest. There's, there's no, no contest. contest. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's winter and then it's just like super yeah. cold. Maybe I'll take Cancun then. <laughs> but, um, so true. but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love that just, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of what other people think. Yeah. Cause that was, that was a huge thing for me. I, I don't, I don't really know where I fall in the Enneagram scale. Um, I've taken the test a few times. I think I'm a six wing seven. Um, I like a counterphobic six. <laughs> so, um, which I am still kind of grasping what all that means, but it's essentially like, um, I think about the worst case scenario, but I'm more fascinated by it than scared by it. Interesting. Um, so I'm like, I'm like really big into apocalyptic movies. And oh. I think that's probably, <laughs> probably why, cause I'm like, that would be so cool if it was just like me and my dog and everyone else was dead. <laughs> and we were trying to survive. I'm like, this is, uh, I probably shouldn't be thinking this. Um, but I think like as a, as a kid, I was striving for people's approval. Um, and sixes, whenever we're unhealthy, we go to three, um, which is the achiever and wanting people to accept you. And like, I did so many things for people's approval and acceptance that, I mean, not like bad things. Um, but like I, I stayed at jobs because I was like, Oh, well, what would my boss think if I left here after only two years? And like wow. this other guy who's younger than me has been here for five years and like, I need to do this. And like, they, they replaced me. Like they're doing fine. Their, their business is growing right now. It's, it's great. Um, wow. But they didn't need me, but I stayed there because of that, that fear of failure and that fear of, of, uh, you know, 
not getting the approval from other people. Uh, so that is, yeah. is really, really important to just like, if you have something that you want to try, do it. Do it. So the worst yeah. thing that could happen is you fail. And then you're back to where you are right now. <laughs> right. Right. Like literally nothing changed. Right. Yeah. Like you, you made that video. The worst thing that could have happened was you didn't get to Cancun and then you were still in McKinney. Yeah. And then you had a really awesome video. So yeah. like you're even you're and new friends. Yeah. And new friends. Yeah. And yeah. then made connections, which so many different things make connections. I mean, a a big step for us was moving out of Austin to college station where we knew nobody and I've made so many connections here, um, that have even been worldwide in other countries. Uh, the, you know, they end up moving out of here and we still have connections and, and do things together. And I'm like, yeah, this wouldn't have happened if I had stayed at my nine to five job, just at all. Yeah. Typing in numbers. Um, But yeah, no, I love that. That is, that is a really good, really good piece of advice. So take note, um, all you listeners out there. Take note, take Uh, risk and take note, take note to take risks, take, take note to take risks (laughs) and then take risks on those notes. Maybe, maybe (laughs) take them with your left hand. I don't know. Can you read, (laughs) can you read your writing with your left hand? Maybe write it in Braille. I don't know. Do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out there. Change it up. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay. So let's, let's talk about some video. Um, there's been a huge shift lately in like social media. If you're on Instagram at all, like every third, every third piece of uh, content or whatever is a video now, like Instagram's pushing reels and I don't know all the different, the IGTV and all those things. And even just videos in your posts, they're pushing those because I'm seeing them all the time. And being a photographer, I was very hesitant of video. I was like, no, I'm not going to do video. I don't want to do video. Like I understand that's moving pictures, but I want my pictures to stay still. (laughs) Like I want you to just soak in this one thing. And, um, and yeah, not even like social media wise, but just there's been a huge shift of, content created that is video like it brings so much more uh so much more context so much more information into like a 15 second video than you could get from 15 different photos yeah through um so that's huge yeah so like what in in your opinion like what and from what you see what's the importance of video uh, for businesses. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, Instagram and TikTok and everything like I, it's no secret now, like cats out of the bag. I mean, this is literally the most pushed form of content. Uh, actually I heard recently that online videos will account for more than 82% of all consumer internet traffic by 2022. So even a year from now, it'll account for 82% of all internet traffic. And then, like you said, I I love how you said, like, I don't want to do video. I just want like a photo (laughs) or a text. But I also heard recently that video content is actually 40 times more likely to be shared than text content. Um, Now, that's kind of not, you know, but 40 times, it's not even like five times or 10 times, 40 times more. So, you know, you put all that effort into that caption. Yeah. (sighs) 
like if you can portray that in a very short form, quick, engaging, fun, exciting way, 15, 30 seconds a minute, that's going to be shared 40 times over that caption that you put together. Uh, I don't know the stats on like video compared to photo, but I can imagine with 82% of all internet traffic by 2022 being videos, that's yeah. got to be a little bit higher than photo. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I just think about my, like, as the consumer on my social media, on Instagram, TikTok, um, whatever, um, even, even like news, like whenever I'm trying to catch up on the news, I'm not reading articles as much as I am watching a video of someone reading the exact same thing, (laughs) (laughs) like word for word. Most of those articles, like it'll, sometimes it'll just like pop up. The video will start playing and I'll hear the audio and then it's verbatim. Like they just transcribed into the, you know, the article post or whatever. I'm like, Oh yeah, I will just, I'll, I'll watch a video and have someone talk to me rather than sit there and have to read through everything. And the content that I share, I'm constantly sharing funny videos. I'm constantly sharing informational, like educational videos and stuff to, uh, you know, on Facebook, if anyone else is uh, still on there, I'm pretty much in, on there for this group and yeah. other like photography business groups. Um, but every now and then like I'll share videos and stuff, but I rarely share a photo unless it just really, really speaks to me. Um, which like 99% of the photos that you put out there are not going to be like, wow, like this, I have to share this. Right. Uh, even if you have like this really detailed caption as I'm scrolling, sometimes the more read a caption if if like the first five words grab my attention then i'm like oh yeah i'll see what this is oh two paragraphs Uh, no i'm just gonna go those those two paragraphs could be 10 seconds in a video it's so true and i'll sit there and watch a video for 10 seconds and instagram and tiktok and they're rewarding people who do switch over to video by pushing it into algorithm more than text and photo. And so if you're a business owner, that's wanting to expand your brand, this is like literally a no brainer. Like you need to be doing this and you need to be doing this like yesterday. And so uh, it's so important to create video because like there's so many things happen in that 10 seconds. It gives a connection to someone, you know, that wants to know your brand to find out more about your stories. If you're sharing, you know, business behind the scenes, sharing life with your kids, with your wife, your family life, travel, it gives a peek into a person, uh, into you from an outside perspective that feels grounded, that feels down to earth, that's fun, that's engaging. And it just creates this connection that photo and text just won't ever really fully make, you know, with your follower. Um, And so the importance of making short-term video for your business literally can't be understated. And that's why I saw a huge need for uh, a resource for people to pull from when it came to shooting videos for their own. Cause I was looking around, you know, I've done this for four years now, even clients that I work with, like, they're like, Hey, like I, how do you edit stuff on your phone? Like, how do you, like, I don't have time to buy crazy fancy gear or learn an editing software or invest a ton of time. That's the biggest, like, that's the biggest thing that people are wasting is time trying to figure it out. Uh, and so like, how can I just do this 
on my own without a ton of effort and still make it look really good. And so I was looking around for a resource to point to people and I found nothing. Like I was on YouTube. I was like, I was like, you know, like how to edit on your phone, how to shoot on your phone, you know? And there was nothing. There was like a bunch of like very ragtag scattered stuff that were super long and super boring and were interesting. Mm. And so I kind of at that point decided to just make one on my own. And so that's kind of where I mean, you talk about this later or get into it now, but that's yeah. kind of where we, I started creating my course pocket cinema on how to create and shoot and edit video exclusively just on your smartphone so that business owners didn't have to think or worry about trying to figure it out by themselves or spending way too much money on the, the, the legit stuff they didn't have time for and just start creating now and start getting results now and start branding themselves now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that like, for me, that was really big. Cause I, I saw the shift like a few years ago and I was like, I need to start like doing video, not necessarily like I need to start doing wedding videos. Yeah. I just need to start like doing that for clients and all that, but I need to start doing videos of myself. Like Instagram stories is a great way. Like, you know, you're just holding your phone, you're talking to the camera and that is also intimidating if you've never done that before. But, um, but like, that's a good way to like start getting into video because people want, especially if you're a photographer, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have a personal brand business where people know you. Yeah. Video is a great way uh, to get to know someone. That's why like whenever I, I do um, client calls, I will a hundred percent advocate for let's, let's meet over zoom yeah. or, you know, back, uh, before, uh, pandemic and everything, like let's meet up at coffee yeah. and like, let's go have some coffee or margaritas or something fun and like get to see each other yeah. in person and not just talk over the phone or not just email yeah. or text or whatever. Um, but like video draws that connection so much more. Um, and I, I knew that, but I was very intimidated of like, I don't even know where to begin. Like I have a phone. Can I do that? Is that good quality? Is that, would that just look cheesy? And like, I'd, I, I know about light and everything. So I know how to light stuff, but a lot of people don't. So I was like, you know, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, we can go ahead and get into your pocket cinema course. Um, I, I took a computer pocket cinema, like whenever you released it last year, last year, uh, yeah. version one, version or, one or whatever you want to call 1. it. 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Like it was, it was all of those things that you said that the YouTube videos you found were, it was the opposite. Um, cause it's, it's fairly short videos for the amount of, uh, education that you're giving. So it's not just like, Oh, I've got a two hour video to sit through. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is going to be, this is going to be fun, but it's like broken up into like seven minute videos or something. I don't know how yeah. long they are, but yeah. But yeah, it was like enough that I could like, get into it and like you're personable. So that's great. Because <laughs> uh, some of these uh, YouTube guys that I've like learned how to do, like whenever I first started doing live streaming and stuff, I looked up tutorials of how yeah. to set up live streaming and like HDMI cables and all the things. And it was like, 
And then we have this cable that goes, um, you're going to want to look for your USB. And you're just like drooling. And I'm like, (laughs) I've got to like three times the speed on this thing. (laughs) But like you're, you're personable and, um, and showing all the things and, and then showing like what your phone is actually like recording. Yeah. Which I was like, he just did that, like going through the grass, like that? it looks like that. And I like, got up and went outside and did the same thing. And I was like, okay, <laughs> my phone just did the same, like slow mo through the grass thing. That is really cool. Um, which is I so awesome. into almost every video that I do now. Like, I'm just gonna do this, like especially right now because it's like blue bonnet season. Oh man! And yeah, we took we took our kids to because of the the big freeze in February. I think it killed a lot of the blue bonnets that normally pop up. Yeah. And being a photographer. Uh, everyone is just like hey when's blue bonnet season can we do blue bonnets with my kids and stuff i'm like if i can find any and i found like a small patch that was like five foot diameter (laughs) and we took our kids because we're like yeah we'll we'll do that like i can do some close-up photos it'll be fine and i did that with like the the slow motion going through the blue bonnets yes and my dms were full of people like where is this like (laughs) can you take our photos? I was like, Oh no, sorry. Like I wasn't trying to sell this. I was just, I was just showing like, this is what we did on our Sunday afternoon. Um, That is so epic. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. There's plenty, there's plenty of cool tips and tricks in the, in the course. And I'm glad that you mentioned that it was so short because I, I really got kind of turned on to the concept of micro education recently where it's like, Hey, how can you get across a concept in a very short amount of time, but still pack a bunch of info into it? Because I think like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like there's so many courses out there that are so freaking long. Like each episode is like 45 minutes and you've got 10 or 15 of them to go through. You're like, good Lord. Like I got to take a part-time job just to like get through this whole thing. Or This feels like school to me now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want that. So I'm glad that you felt like it was like very bite-sized and compact where you can become like, you can totally have a different perspective on how to shoot, how to edit, get ready to get out creating in like literally just under like an hour and a half. Um, And so it it was very concise and not like, a bunch of fluff, which I feel yeah. like a lot of courses, they're like, Oh, I've got to, I've got to advertise. This is, this is 52 hours of video <laughs> <laughs> that you're getting. Um, you're going to learn all the things you ever need. I'm like 52 hours. That is going to take a year to go through. Um, but like, like they, they just, can, ask, I, <laughs> can I pay you for it not to be 52 <laughs> right, hours? <yeah>. <laughs> Does this come with like emotional support and medication to get through this course? Or can I have the opposite of the director's cut? (laughs) (laughs) I just want like the cliff notes. I need like the non Zack Snyder pocket cinema cut. Like that's what I need. You know, I need. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's way too many long courses out there, and so and that's why I was like, man, I need to make something that's super short, that's super concise. And that's learnable by everyone. And so uh, I, I released in October of 2020 last year, five episodes, how to shoot 
how to create super smooth cinematic footage just on your iPhone using a lot of different tips and techniques that I actually use with like full camera rigs as a videographer. And I've just transferred them directly to how you can do it with your smartphone. Uh, And then we have an episode on editing, how you can edit everything exclusively in your phone, not throwing it on a laptop, a desktop, not throwing it into Adobe or Final Cut. You are just doing it on your phone. We've got audio, utilizing sound, uh, exporting settings to get a great looking video, uh, a video on how to shoot underwater. A lot of people don't realize that their phones are actually waterproof. And so there's a there's an episode there on how to create cool underwater footage. And then I'm actually adding three extra episodes for this next launch of Pocket Cinema. Uh, how to take really cool videos of yourself. A lot of people were like, okay, I love taking videos of other stuff, but like, how can I create better videos of me? And so there's a bunch of really cool, fun techniques in there, as well as a training on how to clone yourself just using your phone, where you've got two of you inside the screen instead of one. And you're not, you're not doing that on any other external software. You're just doing it on your phone. Uh, and then we've got a storytelling episode on how to use kind of how you were talking about earlier. How do you walk into a situation with a structure in your head, uh-huh. um, before you start shooting? So we've got an episode on storytelling before you start shooting with your phone, some structures that I use as a videographer that help you just kind of like already walk into it, know what you're going to shoot. And then obviously much, much requested a episode just on TikTok and reels, so uh, how to navigate both platforms, the similarities of both of them, and then how to create within both TikTok and Reels, and then using a couple of cool effects uh, and elements that Reels comes with uh, that are super helpful for the creative business owner. So nice. Yeah. So I'm that's, excited for the new awesome. three ones that are coming out. So it'll be eight minutes total, or not eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Shortest course ever. Yeah. We talked <laughs> about it being short and to the point. <laughs> Each video is nine seconds. <laughs> you can post on Instagram. <laughs> it is eight episodes total. Uh, and it comes out next Monday, which is super exciting. Yeah. So. The, the day that this episode goes live, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast and not in the Facebook group, um, then it's today. You can go get this today. You can sign up. We'll have links in the show notes. Um, also on Instagram, Facebook, all that. We'll have links to, to Brady's site and get the pocket cinema course. Um, but yeah. Oh, oh man. I had something, uh, a second um about about all of that that you just said i was like oh. i'm gonna say this oh, uh shooting, i don't know editing, it'll come back oh, oh. oh it was um uh we had uh, a comment about your course um and, and she was very excited like missed the october launch um but was very interested uh in in the new pocket cinema yeah. launch, uh, here today, uh, for those listening on the podcast. Um, and she was, she was like, uh, cause she knew that I took it and she was like, Hey, um, like, do you have to edit this on your laptop on a computer? Does he go over like how to edit videos in my phone? I was like, yes, it's all in your phone, which was huge for me too. Cause I was, when I was planning on doing a few videos, like you know, way before a couple years ago, I was like, okay, so I can record this with my phone if I want to, or like I can use my DSLR and, and record. And then I've got to get some video editing software. Cause right now I have like 
Windows Movie Maker. Right. And like, I don't even, I don't even know how to use that. I, I know it's not professional quality and I want like good transitions and I want to learn all that stuff and how to use that. And man, I love the transitions part of your course. <laughs> I think I might go a little overboard with, <laughs> with creating my videos, but I'm like, I'm going to like pan this way and then I'm going to match it with the transition speed. So it's like going yes. the thing. And it makes it so easy just doing that on my phone um, that it's a way, way easier than I ever thought that it would be. Cause it's very intimidating. If you have no video yes. background at all, yeah. and you're like, I don't know. I take pictures. Like I take videos of my cats running around right? and that's it. Like yeah. I can chase them around and it's really shaky. <laughs> um, but like, even that you go over like how to do like the, the smooth walk, mm -hmm type yep. thing, which looks super goofy. It and does. I love it. Anytime I'm in public, <laughs> I'm doing that walk. I'm like, I know people are looking at me, but I don't care. <laughs> but it makes a difference. It makes a it, huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And Especially then, uh, slow-mo. Yeah. It's so, oh, so true. So true. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's honestly like, I'm glad you brought that up on, you know, it, it really is. It's super applicable for anyone to learn if you have no video background at all. That's actually, there was a huge question that I got a bunch when we first launched it was, Hey, like, do I need to be a photographer or a videographer or someone that has a remote sense of knowledge or techie knowledge on how to do video? And the answer is no, this thing is for literally anyone and everyone. I have intentionally created this to be the most simple, easy, applicable course you have ever taken. And we actually had a decent amount of parents get the course who just wanted to create better home videos of their kids that they could store on their phone that were consolidated and fun and well shot and yeah. look back on, you know, as their kids grew up, like I've had some moms message me that were like, Hey, I don't even use this to market my business. I just love taking better videos of my kids on the playground and then assembling them to look back on as like almost home videos. And so the use for this is just like, you could do it for anything. It's, it's really, it's the whole point is just, getting over the mental hurdle and barrier that most people have when it comes to creating good video and learning how to be a total pro in about an hour and a half and just getting out there and creating. And then it's addicting. Like I've had multiple people, you know, message me who are like, I literally can't stop shooting stuff with my phone now. Like I literally, I'm like, I'm so excited now that I know what I know through your course to, I walk around, you know, through life and, you know, I go on these experiences. I'm like, Oh, how can I like shoot this and then edit this and put this together for a reel or uh -huh. an Instagram story or whatever. And yeah, actually yeah, this like, guy right here, really? <laughs> I do the same thing all the time. I'm just like walking around. I'm like, Ooh, I want to do a video of this. I'm like, what can I slow motion, like go through and then transition into this thing and like pan across this. And like, I'm thinking through all these things in my mind. I'm like, I'm like walking by an ice cream shop. Like, <laughs> This is not a big deal, but it's going to look cool. Yeah. Put this together. Yeah. And yeah, my, <laughs> I'm sure you might have these uh, comments coming in too, but just like, I've been shooting so much video on my phone. I'm like maxing out my storage. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to delete some of these like old ones or whatever, or all the clips that I don't use. And and all as soon that, as but, I throw it, yeah, as soon as I throw it together and I edit, I put it out. Like I have to go back into my camera roll and just delete everything that I just took because yeah. you're right. Otherwise, it will just like it will fill up so much storage. Yeah, yeah, all the B-roll stuff, making it, <laughs> just yes. delete all of that, and I leave the nice finished product. Um, but yeah, I love that with uh, you know even taking videos of your family and like yeah, your 
your life as it is. Like we don't have, not a lot of people have, you know, camcorders like right. we did. I mean, my right. family didn't have one when I was a kid, but, yeah. uh, but I know like a lot of like the America's funniest home videos, that was like a huge deal. I think it's still going on. Um, yeah, no, it definitely uh, is. Yeah. But like, it's, I mean, well, yeah, everyone has phones now, so they can send that in. But, right. um, but that became a huge deal because everyone had a camcorder at home ah. and you would just video Right. Dad trying to put the star on the tree at Christmas and then right. the tree falling on top of them. <laughs> and then you win $10,000. I mean, it was amazing, but right. like, was great. We, don't, we have those on our phones now. And a lot of times we don't, we don't know how to take good video. Not that those Americans funniest home videos were good quality. Video. Yeah, right. Um, but I do, I love that idea. Uh, Cause I've even done that with our kids and just taking mm-hmm taking videos like that blue bonnet one was mostly like our kids running through the field and like the blue bonnets in the foreground. And it looks like they're running through a field of blue bonnets. Yeah. But it was just grass. (laughs) Um, And yeah. And it's, it was a fun video that like I get to have now and remember is our youngest. She's five or no, she just turned six months old. So at that time she was about five months old and it's like, yeah, we can remember this time of like her life. And like, she looks different now than yeah. she did a month ago. Yeah. And like have all of those videos to where I don't have just like 500 videos right. on my phone. I'm like, I don't even know. It's all was compiled this? in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, and even like, even as a videographer who has like the lenses and the equipment, I don't take any footage of my family or my little boy on my camera. Like I, I always do it with my phone because then I'm like, Oh, I've got to, then I've got to offload this onto a hard drive. Then I got to store that. I'm going to organize it and all that stuff. Photos is probably a little bit more different, but for video, it's just, it's just more cumbersome. And so, you know, I, I'm art naturally, obviously just as a person going to use what I carry with me all the time. And that's my smartphone to yeah. capture that and to put that together. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So I just saw that as like, I wanted to serve and create a resource for other people to stop being intimidated, stop feeling like they didn't know how to make video. Um, and at the same time, get some input from a videographer like myself who uses techniques that I use just shooting real professional video and instead translate it all to uh, smartphone video so that they could start creating stuff that looked really good but also was edited down in a really fun, engaging, compact form for either their families to enjoy if they're making, you know, fun stuff for their kids or their followers and their brand, you know, to enjoy and to engage with. And it's been neat to see so many people that like yourself, you know, who bought the course and, uh, you know, I've had people, you know, say like, Hey, so many people have already asked like, Hey, how did you do this? Or like, I've definitely noticed a difference in your videos since taking this course um, because it's definitely increased the quality and the output of a lot of members of pocket cinema and just the stuff that they create, which is so great. and so gratifying, honestly, for me to know that it's just been so well received. Um, mm. like, I think I have, I had one negative comment when it first came out, it was like one review and it was like, I bought this thinking this was a photo course. And I was like, I'm sorry, did 
did you not watch, did you not see like literally the description on this thing? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't even get mad at you. Because, like, I can't even take that as a negative comment because you just like clearly misread the whole thing. Uh, um, but the majority of the feedback was super, super great. And I've just been super thrilled with how much people have really enjoyed it and loved it. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, so it is a video course uh, for any of you who are <laughs> who are interested. Yeah. Just FYI. Just if FYI. you have not listened to the last like 40 <laughs> minutes of this podcast. <laughs> You're only jumping in now. You're only jumping right. in now. Yeah. Um, so, so what are a couple of ways, like we kind of touched on some videos that, uh, that the listeners could make. Um, but what are a couple of ways that they could use this in their business? Um, just kind of like move it forward. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of touched on doing videos that show them and like their personality and everything. And I'm super excited about the, the new three, uh, three, three videos that are going to show more about like recording yourself. Yes. Um, but what are some ways that they could use that just kind of like marketing wise? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, here's what I think about. I, whenever people scroll over to your little bubble with their thumb on Instagram and they tap your story or they tap on your profile or they have a reel come up, you want to know that that person always knows that whatever they see on your profile is is going to be different than other people's, right? It's going to be eye-catching. It's going to be engaging. It's going to stand out from the crowd as like, wow, there was some thought put into this. Like there was some really good artistic creativity that really flowed through this. And so, uh, you know, that at the end, at the end goal is what I always think of. Like, how can you create a short-term piece of content where it's never going to disappoint, you know? Um, and so just looking at what you post through that lens, like it is really good. And that's honestly why I created the course was because the way that I shot and edited a lot of my stories on Instagram got to a point where so many people were asking, how do you do this? And it started to increase my story views and my story engagement, all simply because of how I was putting my stories together. And it was like, Oh, like Brady's stories or whatever, you know? Um, it was just this, you know, it it made a difference. And that's why I had this realization of like, wow, like I'm not just kind of just goofing around shooting stuff on my phone and posing on a story. Like people are actually noticing and people notice when you put something out on your story that looks really good. And so, um, I would definitely say like top three things that I would share and start creating video now is, uh, your lifestyle. So like your family life, um, your travel, well, there's only so much that, (laughs) Sad moment. Maybe we should have a, a moment of your, silence. Your, your uh, travel to the other side of the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, may, okay, well, we'll put a slight pause on the second one, your travel. Uh, and then, and then really just like value and education from a business owner. Right. Um, and so, th- because then multiple things are happening here. One, they're a- immediately engaged with your lifestyle and your family life, or maybe it could be simple stuff like going to the gym or telling a funny story while you're out, you know, getting groceries. People need to feel this sensation that you are just a normal person that's down to earth. That's going to show any element of their life. Right. Uh, and then at, in addition to that, once you've made that create like that connection showing, uh, and 
you know, education and value through, Hey, here's how I do this in my business. Here's top three tips that I, you know, maybe, maybe a common question that you get in your DMS every once in a while that you want to answer through video. Um, and then showing that in a creative way, uh, you know, and then, you know, travel really more so is just taking them along on an experience, you know, here it, and it doesn't, and when I say travel, it doesn't have to be insane, exotic international travel, but showing the locations that you're working at, showing the venues you're working at, showing different backdrops and experiences that show them like, wow, this is a really cool environment that you're creating within. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'd say that those, those three are, are a great little sandwich to kind of like keep in your head on like, Hey, am I checking the boxes on these three? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that creates this kind of fully well-rounded feeling that a follower has with, I feel like I really know this person. Like, I feel like I know their in, interpersonal lifestyle with the family, them goofing off at the grocery store. I feel like I really get a lot of value through them and their business and what they're sharing with me. And then I also feel like, I mean, they're a badass. They're getting it done. You know, they're in all of these really cool different backdrops or scenarios or locations. They're making the most of what's around them and they're showing me their process in another location. Right. So I feel like those three things and then videoing it and, sh- and using video to showcase those three things is like a great sandwich of success to just like increase your overall engagement in your business. Yeah, that is awesome. That's, that's so good. Yeah. If you can just good. remember those three and just keep doing those over and over again, and then maybe every now and then if something else kind of sparks your interest, yes. like, Ooh, this would be cool. Like I could do this and then bring that in. But yeah, those three and like the education one, you don't have to be an educator. You don't. Like you don't have to be like, you don't have to have your own podcast. You don't have to like have your own course or a right. workshop or something, you can just educate your, like, imagine you are talking to like your ideal client or like even a past client who was just awesome to work with. And you're just explaining how you do calligraphy or yeah. you're explaining like, yeah, whenever I uh, bake a cake, like I'm going to show you, like, this is a little educational thing of how I make uh, sugar roses that yes. are fully edible, but they look amazing on your cake. And it doesn't have to be like a big sales thing. It could just show a little, like you could do some slow-mo video, like panning yeah. into the cake yeah, and a little, uh, you know, set your phone up. Like yeah. I've done this, like set it, I, I have a tripod now, but, um, but for a while I was just like setting my phone, like leaning up against my coffee cup oh, totally, totally. and I was like, okay, great yeah, prop. it's yeah. a great prop. Yeah. It is. And it's full of caffeine. So it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of prop. <laughs> uh, but like it showing your process does not have to be salesy. You don't have to end it with, no. and these are my cake prices. Yeah. Like right. showing that, will spark people's interest. I did a video on um, an album that I made for one of my couples and I liked the album. It has like, it's leather bound. It has these raised initials and stuff. And I did a video just kind of like panning through. I did one where I like held it up and then just went through a couple of the pages. And then I did like close up with the initials and it I mean, sure. It was like in my mind, I was like, Oh yeah, this would be good marketing for this album too. But I wasn't like trying to sell the albums. Right. I had like five DMS later that day. Like, wait, what, what is this? Like, I've never seen that before with the raised initials. That's super cool. It's like, yeah, that's my favorite feature. Like that's why I changed album printers was for this thing. And then I've, I mean, from that one video, I've sold about $3,000 worth of 
album. Uh, so no. Brady, <laughs> but um, but like just that, like that wasn't a big marketing thing. It wasn't like a big sell or sell yeah. or whatever. It yeah. was just uh, that educational kind of like this is what I have. Like this is what one of my couples ordered, and isn't it so cool? Like, what do you think about these raised initials? And then that sparked people's interest in my products that I offer. Um, and I, I talk about albums, they're on my website and everything, but not everyone's going to know exactly what you do. And through video that can draw them in and it can mean more. Cause I can, I talk about albums whenever I first talk to my clients. Right. And, and I can be like, Oh yeah, I really love this. I can even show them on a zoom and like, yeah, look at these raised initials. Isn't that cool? But then whenever they see that video on Instagram, they're like, Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. Like I could see myself flipping through that. I could see, look, they have the same initials as us. That's already, that's what it'll look like. And yeah, that's the kind of thing that video can do for your business. And it doesn't have to be super salesy. Yeah. At all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. You don't have to be overtly salesy through what you create. I mean, you can Mm. just, because people will be drawn to the fact that it just looks good and it's unique and it just is creative. And that's kind of what sparks their interest. And you brought up a great point earlier when you said, you know, about, you know, you don't have to be an educator either. Uh, It's interesting. I heard this recently, but the, I mean, you know, we, we know not everyone is an I hate the influencer term. It's so stupid, but the reason (laughs) why that whole thing is beginning is being so is becoming so huge is because people don't really like to go directly to brands or go directly to a company to get their stuff. They like all of the information filtered through someone else that they have a connection with. And so, uh, you like a living review. Yes. Yes. And so like, you don't have to be an educator, but someone has a connection with you. They're getting, they're filtering the information that they need through you and you're filtering it for them. And that creates trust and that Mm -hmm. creates, you know, reliability. And then, you know, like you can sell $3,000 worth of freaking, you know, albums just (laughs) through making a a cool, you know, video of, you know, the cover, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It took me literally five minutes to do the videos. Uh, Editing on my phone was maybe another two minutes. And then I picked a cool song and then it was a 15 second clip that I just threw up in a reel. And that was it. I'd say the return on 15 seconds was pretty good. You know, I, I would just so. say, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, <laughs> casual. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You'll receive your commission. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my but gosh. yeah, it's, it's literally that easy wow. to, to really incorporate video and, and to grow your business. I mean, it can, it can also be, um, growing community and networking and all that, like the, it's limitless what you can use it for. Wow. But kind of going back to what you said about looking different and whenever people click on your little story bubble um, and it pops up or whenever they're just like going story to story and then yours pops up as like, Oh, Hey, yeah, this is yeah. Brady's. It's going to be exactly. Different. Which exactly. literally like a couple of years ago, whenever I found you, 
you weren't like on stories all the time. Like it wasn't every day that you were posting stories. Um, but whenever I saw that you had one, like in the, in the lineup there on the top, I was like, Oh, this is going to be good. Like, cause, <laughs> cause yours were always like that cinematic look. And I was like, Oh yeah, his are always like edited really well. And like tell some story like I don't even know what he's doing in Iceland right now but like this <laughs> this glacier and whatever he's filming like that is really cool that is um, awesome but like that's what that's what your your followers it it- could be for you and yeah like, oh yeah John's John's got a new story out let me see what this yes. is yes yes yeah. yeah it just it, like you said it took you 15 seconds to put that together and already made a huge impact and it'll take you the same amount of time and your followers can always guarantee that whenever they click that bubble, they're going to be like, wow, there was some thought put into this. There was some real creativity used in this. And all you did was watch, you know, an hour and a half long course. And then, you know, like that's pretty much it, you know, and you're set for life, which is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's really, it's cool too, because I always, I want this course to provide as much value value for people as possible. So whenever you get into the course every future episode that's added to the course is free for you. So I, I hate one long courses that are super overpriced Uh and, and just courses that like, you gotta like pay for extra add-ons and stuff. Like, I just think it's such a stupid gimmicky, like sales gimmick. And I, I don't like that. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I want this to be accessible for literally anyone. And you know, once they're in, they're in for life. And they can still, you know, get, so like, you know, on the 19th or today, I guess, yeah. uh, like you'll be able to get those three new episodes and didn't pay a dime for it, you know, and right. it's yeah. going to be, I'm ready for that. <laughs> oh, so it's, I, I'm really pumped for you. I, I really am excited for you to, yeah. To tell me like what you think, because they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited for them. Yeah. You know me, I will, I'll give you feedback. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> so, okay. Well, oh, cool. Man. This has been great. I have loved this conversation i think it was super valuable um especially for for the listeners who um have been intimidated by video don't really know where to start um so yeah keep an eye out uh if you're watching this live right now if you are listening on the podcast um just uh you know click on over in the show notes uh head on over to to brady's profile wherever you're just going to oh. find links. Uh, we'll have it in the show notes, like the direct link to cool. uh, pocket cinema course and all and that. And it closes uh, Friday at midnight. So it's going to be open for five days. So okay. it's going to be for a five day period. Cool. Yep. Cool. That's, it. That's great. Yeah. So do not hesitate. Like don't, don't be like, Oh, get on it. Maybe Thursday at midnight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, but yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely worth it. Like I'm not trying to like, sale you the listener or anything on this course, but it's been beneficial for me. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's already made me money, but it's also been beneficial of like how I see things and even just how I'm capturing a day-to-day life with my kids and my wife, just life. Um, so before we wrap things up, uh, we've got part of the show where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, could be movies, books, TV, uh, could be paintings of men covered in oil. Um, (laughs) which I am, I'm going to try and find that online and see if I can like, 
print on a copy or something. I know that's probably. Uh, I'm just. I'm nervous copyright. to Google men covered in oil. I'm honestly just yeah. very nervous. I'm very that, nervous. I feel like that would be a difficult thing to find. Uh, there'd be a lot of other other things that would pop up that I don't want to hang on the wall. Um, men covered in petroleum. That's a very uh, distinct. It's yes, search. yes, yeah. I may just skip that search altogether and just <laughs> just live by proxy <laughs> through you. Oh um, but yeah, so Brady, what are you loving this week? Dude, I am loving... What am I loving? Mm. Also, like, if you this could be second, anything. It oh. could be anything, yeah. I mean, I can go first if you want. Um, I've, I keep a list over here because... Oh, wow. Because I can't, I am not good, like off the cuff. Like whenever I'm in a, a new group or something, like John, tell us a fun fact about you. I'm like, You're like I don't know. Uh, I know that there's so many fun things about me, but I, I don't know. I broke my arm when I was seven. Uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Okay, so what I'm loving this week is um, a new show. It's a mini series. Uh, it's a British drama deal. It's on Netflix. What's it called? I norm I normally don't watch like uh the top like they have their top ten rated yeah. things. Yeah. Most of those are crap. Um, but this one was really good. Um, and it's like a psychological type thriller drama. It is called Behind Her Eyes. Oh, I've um, heard of this. Yeah. I had I had heard a few other people talk about it and I was like, I don't really know if I'd be into like a drama right now. I like I like the thriller aspect. But watching the first episode, I was like, this does not seem like a thriller. It's very much more drama. Um, just kind of like a brief plot uh, without giving anything away. Too much away. Um, like, this is all in the trailer, too. Uh, it, follows, it follows this woman who meets a dude at a bar. They get to talking. They end up kissing. And then both of them are like, we can't do this. Like, she just got divorced he's married and uh and they were just like okay no that we're gone bye and they go separate ways the next morning she starts her new job as a receptionist uh for this uh psychiatrist the psychiatrist is the same dude from the bar last night and it kind of follows her and like that whole situation because she was like i really need this job please don't fire me like I, I don't want this to be weird. Oh He's like, let's just forget about gosh. it. So it follows that. And then she ends up uh, like secretly befriending his wife and they become besties. And then there's like a whole nother level of psychological stuff going on. And um, did you ever watch the show, the OA? No, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. It has very OA vibes, um, which also, listeners, if you have not watched the OA, I think there are three seasons. It was on Netflix. They cancel it. I'm still a little upset about that. Um, but like, <clears throat> it it has a lot of like, uh, uh, what are those called? <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, it has a lot of flashbacks into um, like other kind of character development throughout the the i think it's like a six episode miniseries gotcha. it's not a bunch of character development in the first episode where it's just like okay yeah i really don't care right right now. right um but they kind of like sprinkle it in which is nice and then you find out things and you're like oh so what and then like episode five and six is just like what 
what is okay like i wasn't ready for this like but huh okay and yeah there were a few of those like twist moments where i thought it was going one way and then it twists and goes another way and then it twists again goes a separate way so i like it i think the episodes are like 40 something minutes or something uh yeah there's like six of them it's called behind her eyes interesting actors are great um, I recognized all of them. Um, but whenever I like looked them up on IMDb, I was like, <laughs> I've never watched any of these other shows. Like they're all British, like yeah. and British, whatever things. And I'm like, gotcha. I don't know. I never really watched that, but, uh, but yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, it, it really <clears throat> kind of pulls you in, uh, is, okay, um, I will have to watch that because I've seen that. I mean, I've obviously seen that on my recommended section, like on Netflix for forever. Mm-hmm. And it looks it looks really interesting. So, yeah. and I love like psychological thriller stuff. Like, Me too. I think that is my favorite. Like, genre. I, I do love a good horror movie, but a lot of those lack plot, and it's just like yes. a dude with a chainsaw. I was like, yeah, okay, but why is he have a chainsaw? Uh, but like the psychological thrillers. Okay. Okay. So horror. So I'm not a big horror guy at all, but I just saw one recently. You've probably seen it. It's like, it's infamous hereditary. Oh, oh man. That is probably the most brilliant, brilliant horror film I have literally ever seen in my entire life. Like I honestly can't believe that it didn't win a billion Oscars because it was just so good. It, it the, so the good. acting was so well done. <sighs> and like the, um, not to spoil anything, but something happens. In, <laughs> yes. <laughs> something happens in like the first 30 minutes of the movie. Where you're just like, you're like what? <laughs> that, wait, what? Is this the end of the movie already? Like what? How is this at the beginning? Like, I don't yes. understand. Yes. And Yes. Dude. So I love Hereditary. Really? Um, oh, I'm blanking on the director's name. Oh, uh, it's um. Oh God, Ari Ari Asner. Is it? Ari Asner. That's Ari it. Asner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I haven't seen any of his other films. I heard Midsummer was just okay. Um, oh, I think Midsummer is better than Hereditary. What? It's definitely not as dark. Hereditary okay. is very dark. I mean, like literally. <laughs> like I tried to watch some of it during the day. I was like, I can't. You're like, I can't, I can't even this. see. Like it's just a black screen right now. I need to. Yeah, and some of uh, Hereditary, it's really dark. But then like there's things going on in the dark. Um, so Midsummer is almost the opposite. It's very bright. Yeah. Very uh, summery. Possibly yeah, summary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like mid summary. Mm. Um, but uh, like, a, like a mid June kind of time. Like a mid June. You know? yeah. 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 Uh but um yeah, it's really, really well done, very psychological. Um, like the first two thirds of the movie is just like it's just it's a normal movie. Like, I don't feel like there's any psychological anything going on. Like, there's been a couple scenes that are just kind of like, like that weird, uh, like violin or like hydrophone type music in the background. Um, but then nothing happens. And then, um, but yeah, the, the last third of the movie is just, it, it's crazy town. Um, wow. 
almost literally a crazy town. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also very well, uh, like the cinematography is very well done. There's a scene where they're all on shrooms and that was really fun and done wow. like the, the grass, like growing into their skin as oh, they're just like sitting there, crazy. just like watching the sky and extra moons and stuff popping up. Um, so if you liked hereditary, okay, for sure. Check out, I gotta check channel. that out. Yeah. Cause that's the and thing is like, there's yeah. so many horror movies that are just like, like you said, they're like, they're cheap jump scares or yes. they're the, the cinematography is terrible. The, the, it's just, it's just all for the jump and the thrill yeah. and the quality that's, for the most part is just like, it's just yeah. terrible. It's all the, the Friday, the 13th type stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the hereditary was like, if like Chris Nolan and yeah. I don't know, Martin Scorsese came together and just created some masterful, unbelievable, maybe a little collab with him night Shyamalan in there you know I, uh-huh. you know it was just off the charts basically yeah. yeah i do feel like um like m night Shyamalan kind of starting with like signs in the village and stuff shifted into a new genre of horror thriller yeah. that was more about the story yeah more like kind of bringing you in to where you you were like like in hereditary like you felt what the oh. brother felt and and then you were just like drawn in and like that scene in the classroom you're just like what was and yeah which uh by the way he uh that is his actual blood um a little behind the scenes i believe it smashed his face into uh he like busted his nose and then that was his actual reaction to breaking his nose um the behind the scenes on that movie is insane that's so crazy so so that one is much more dark so like listeners too if you don't like kind of the stuff um more like kind of evil things um then hereditary probably not for you but midsummer is much more it's just like a nice movie and then it has some weird stuff crazy and then like the last 10 minutes they're just like this is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, I gotta see that uh, one. So yeah, definitely, definitely let me know whenever you're watching that one. I believe both of those are on Amazon Prime, okay. uh, Prime Video for free, um, which I've been wanting to watch Midsummer again. Um, that popped up on recommendations for me, and I was like, that was I should watch. Okay, I should watch it. I want to watch it again. I should watch it. Um, so yeah, text me whenever you're <laughs> whenever okay, you're gonna watch I will. it, and then I'll watch it at the same time, <laughs> and then we can talk afterwards. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so down. Yeah. Um, okay. So as far so I, I so I've been thinking as far as what I've been loving. Uh, I'm gonna also I'm gonna keep this movies. We're just gonna keep on the movie. Uh, Let's the go movie with track. movies. Yeah. Dude, I have uh, well something that I've been disappointed in the last night or so. I started Mr. Robot um, with. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! A uh, guy that played uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, t- uh, oh, oh my gosh! Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know who you're talking about. It's the hacker. It's the hacker show, Mr. Robot. It's kind of older. Okay. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I've heard of Mr. Robot, but I have not seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, don't. Okay. So that's not what I'm loving. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that was just something that I started the other night and I was like, ah, oh, the pilot was phenomenal. And then it just kind of got weird. Um, okay. so what I have loved staying on the psychological thriller part, okay. I care a lot with Rosamund Pike. I care a lot. It's a Netflix original. Huh? Absolutely 
amazing. Okay. Like the premise, just to give you the premise, it is a, you you know, Rosamund Pike. I like, I mean, she's just like, she's in Gone Girl. Do you see Gone Girl? Yeah. She's the main girl in Gone Girl. Okay. So quick synopsis, like under 15 seconds. She's basically is a lady that, uh, basically oh this is not going to be 15 seconds because now i'm stuttering okay so um she's basically a lady that like looks at older people who are retired or needing like help mentally even though they're not like they're completely sane and she has an inside deal with doctors to have them diagnosed and prognosed as being like unstable and needing a legal guardian. And so she has, she becomes their legal guardian and sends them to a care home and then takes all of their assets while they're in the care home. So sells off their house, cashes out their policies, all of it. She makes like a boat ton of money, just caring for these people coming to them and saying, Hey, I'm here to be your legal guardian. Don't worry. I understand getting old is tough, but I'm here to help you and sends them off to this care facility. And the care facility makes money because she's putting them in the care facility. Uh, and, uh, so basically she picks this one lady to be her next victim. And the lady is not who you think she is. Um, and so things begin to very quickly unravel where you think this lady is just another very innocent older woman that's mm-hmm. just going to be brushed under the rug like the rest. And it goes freaking nuts after that. Huh. It's, it is amazing. Like okay. you would love it. And, that and you, you good. mentioned, or you mentioned earlier about like maybe behind her eyes, like having a twist and then a turn and then maybe another uh-huh. twist and then another twist that you weren't seeing. That is, it's a movie. So it's not a, t- a TV show. Um, but it is just freaking awesome. And it also has Peter Dinklage, who's amazing as well. Uh, yeah, I was just looking up the cast yeah. of everyone that's in there. You, I okay. think, would love it. You've got to let me know what oh. you think, but I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie and the ending, and it's just freaking awesome. It's so good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have the trailer pulled up right now, so I'm going to watch that as soon as uh, we're finished with this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I, that's what I'm loving. That's what I'm loving. Nice. That's awesome. Well, sweet. Okay. So, um, Brady, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Uh, where can they find pocket cinema? Yeah. Come hang out on pocket. uh, Well, come hang out on pocket. Come hang out on pocket cinema too. Come hang out on Instagram, uh, at Brady S Clayton at Brady S Clayton, shoot me a DM and I would love to chat. Just say, Hey, and uh, you can find out more about pocket cinema at pocketcinema.org.org. And that's a fun little website that has, you know, some testimonials and videos and all that fun stuff. And yeah, you can check that out. But I really look forward to hearing from you guys and getting to know you. And yeah, just shoot me a DM at Brady S. Clayton on the IG and let's get connected. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, Brady, thank you so much. This has been um been a blast uh i've really enjoyed this conversation and like i'm even like more pumped to go out and and take more videos today um so yeah yeah thanks again john thank you so much i appreciate it man y'all are you as pumped and ready to go film something as i am like seriously brady was so fun to chat with and he brought some major tips uh for incorporating video into your business we've got all of the links for you in the show notes for today's episode, um, including enrollment for Brady's Pocket Cinema course, um, which was released today, April 19th. You can find all of that at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 59.
This episode was recorded live in front of a Facebook audience where you can ask your questions and interact with us, make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. And while you're on that favorite podcast app, I would love it if you would subscribe, maybe leave us a five star review. That would be amazing. I would I will read it on next week's episode if you leave me a five star review for like serious. I am serious right now. Um, But really, like that, that helps us reach more people and bring on more guests that you'll love. Um, If you want to join us live next time and see our faces, you can join our Facebook community by searching for the Light and Dark Photography podcast group. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and the theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Brady is at Brady S. Clayton. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Until next week, see you in the Facebook group. Bye.